the willow web, which the settlers harvested. When woven correctly, it formed a silky waterproof wool that the city dwellers valued. It wasn't a fabulously profitable activity, but it allowed them to sustain their loose community. They were a quiet folk, whose chosen life had given Denise a happy childhood, benefiting from the kind of rich education that only a star-faring species could provide, while remaining firmly rooted in the nature of her adopted world. A life that was more secure than she ever realized, because of their private cache of knowledge, subtly enforcing every core value of their lifestyle. Her good fortune had lasted right up until the day the invaders arrived. A burst of giggling broke her reverie. Several of the children were clustering behind her, urging Melanie forward. It was always Melanie. The boldest of them all, she didn't need any encouragement. A natural leader, not quite like her father, the mayor, Denise thought. The little girl tugged at Denise's skirt, laughing wildly. Please, miss, she implored, a story. Tell us a story. Denise put her hand to her throat, feigning surprise. A story? Yes, yes, the others chorused. Please, Melanie whined, her expression trembling into unbearable disappointment and the threat of tears. All right, then. She patted Melanie's head as the others cheered. It was moments like this, when their smiles and adulation fell on her, that Denise knew everything was worthwhile. At first, Mrs. Pochansky had been dubious about taking her on at the school. So young, barely in her twenties, and brought up in the hinterlands as well. Her youth care certificates were all in order, but... Mrs. Pachansky had some very quaint old notions about propriety and the right way of doing things, ways probably unheard of in Arnoon province. With a show of cool reluctance, she'd agreed to Denise having a trial period. After all, a lot of very important people sent their children to the play school. That was a year ago now, and Denise had even been invited to Mrs. Pachansky's house for Sunday lunch with her own family. Social acceptance didn't come much higher in Memu Bay. Denise sat herself down on one of the wooden swings, arms wrapping round the chains as she slipped her sandals off. The children settled on the grass in front of her, fidgety and expectant. I'm going to tell you the story of Mozart and Enderline, who lived a long time ago in the early days of the galaxy. Before the black heart started beating, one of the boys shouted, around the time it began to beat she said. Many times she told the children of the galaxy's black heart and how it ate up stars no matter what the Ring Empire did to try and stop it, which made them all squeal and gasp in fright. This was when the Ring Empire was at the height of its power. It was made up from thousands of separate kingdoms, all of them united in peace and harmony. Its people lived on the stars that circled the core of the galaxy, trillions and trillions of them, happy and contented. They had machines that provided them with whatever they wanted, and most of them lived for thousands of years. It was a wonderful time to be alive, and Mozart was especially lucky because he was born a prince of one of the greatest kingdoms. Jedzella stuck her hand up, fingers wriggling frantically. Were they people just like us? Their bodies were different, Denise said. Some of the races who were members of the Empire had arms and legs similar to ours, some had wings, 
Some had four legs, or six, or ten. Some had tentacles. Some were fish, and some were so big and scary that if you and I saw them, we'd run away. But how do we judge, people? What they say and do, the children yelled happily. Never how they look. That's right. But Mozart did come from a race that looked a little like us. He had four arms and eyes all the way round his head so he could see in every direction at once. His skin was bright green and harder than ours, like leather, and he was smaller. Apart from that, he thought like we do, and went to school when he was growing up, and played games. He was nice, with all the qualities a prince should have, like kindness and wisdom and consideration. And all the people in the kingdom thought they were lucky to have a prince who was so obviously going to be a good ruler. When he was older, he met Endeline, who was the most...